across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of From the Terrace. There's plenty to talk about this week. Uh, Cambridge United, after the disaster at Cheltenham uh, last Saturday, managed a very creditable draw against the strong Portsmouth side, which uh, I don't think many people expected, and then managed a win uh, on Saturday against Carlisle. We'll be talking a plenty about those things. It's also the under-18s starting their FA Cup run, um, having done so well last season, uh, getting to the quarterfinals to be beaten by Arsenal. The women also had success in the FA Cup last Sunday. They got through to the uh, next round. Uh, they beat Sudbury 4-2. Uh, they've got Milton Keynes Dons uh, as a result in the uh, first round proper. And they're playing today at Keen- uh, against Keensham Town uh, in the uh, league plate. From City, I'm hoping to get in touch with uh, Robbie. Uh, we'll have to do it live, uh, but hopefully he'll he'll be there and answering the phone. They uh, were winning till very late on 82 minutes. They were a one-up, uh, then a penalty, and then another goal saw them lose 2-1 to Coleshill Town. They're at Shepshire Dynamo next week. And the women had a bit of a disaster. 10-2, they lost to Peterborough, but there's a bit more to that one than meets the eye. We'll be talking to Paul later on. And then three games in charge for Chris Nunn. Started with a loss, get, got a drew against the top of the table, uh, March Town, and uh, won yesterday against Leicester Nirvana. Um, so uh, a, an improvement every week is always a good thing to see. Uh, you can talk to us all the usual ways. You can text us 07919 070490 or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk and we'll start as we usually do with Cambridge United. So, as I say, it was... uh, Well, last last Saturday, we're a bit devoid of people in the studio, Mickey's here, but uh, everyone else is away, either because of the trains or uh, Salim is uh, at uh, St George's finishing off his uh, week of rehabilitation there. Um, Hopefully that's gone well for him. I I guess uh, nobody expected uh, anything to come of the game on Tuesday because we'd done so badly against Cheltenham on... uh, uh, the f- previous Saturday, three days doesn't make a, a lot of uh, difference uh, necessarily, but it apparently does in this case. Yet again, we've raised our game to play against uh, top-class opposition. Uh, it's so frustrating that we can't do that to other people. But uh, a draw it was, and it wasn't... Uh, I think, although a draw was probably a fair result, I think it's uh, it's probably fair to say that we might feel more aggrieved about losing. We had a couple of really good chances, one of them pinging around the box and we just couldn't get the last the last touch in um, but uh, yeah as I say a fair result and then on to Carlisle where we had to win and uh, the first half not so impressive second half much much better and uh, we did win um, so uh, it's sort of uh, 
four from nine. Uh, we should would have preferred seven from nine, but uh, um, it is what it is. At least we have won a game. Uh, we're now, I think, 15th in the league at the moment, 14th in the league. That's really weird because it says it's 15th here. Um, in oh no, it does, Yeah, it does. It says 15th on football web pages. I wonder why that's wrong. That's really strange. Um, I thought it was four. Yeah, it is 14th looking at this, but how bizarre that they've got that wrong. Um, anyway, uh, hopefully, uh, since we're a bit short, we've got Matt on the phone uh, in a second. I'm just ringing him now, so hopefully he'll pick that phone up and we'll be able to talk to him. Um, so, uh, if you'll... hey, Matt, are you there? Oh, it stopped. It stopped ringing. He's gone dead. Are you there, Matt? Okay, let's try again. Hang on a second. Uh, the, the problem is I can't. I can't. It's always difficult multitasking when I'm phoning people up because I have to listen and move things around. Hey, Matt, are you there? Can you hear us? Hey, hey Tim, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So, okay. Honestly, what did you expect from Portsmouth after Cheltenham? Uh, uh, a very big defeat. I have to say, <laughs> I, I, I said four at least. So um, yeah, so it was a it was a pleasant surprise on Tuesday to see that it wasn't four, and uh, you know we we actually put in a really good performance as well Tuesday night. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was I was uh, uh, I was pre- previewing the game on Tuesday, and I said, look, I'd settle for just not a heavy defeat, um, as long as we get a, a reasonable performance out of it. Um, and we got a very good performance. I mean, it, it certainly wasn't a lucky win. Both sides probably could have taken it. I think we had the better chance, the better chance at the end, um, and probably will be a bit aggrieved that we didn't put the ball in the net. And I think. That's part of the issue. We're still lacking that kind of quality ball in the final third. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the um, the fight and the spirit, which you know really has been lacking um, for a little bit recently. Um, you know, it, it certainly was back in spades on Tuesday. Uh, the players ran themselves, you know, ragged Tuesday night. You know, they really put in the hard yards and. Um, you know, worked really, really hard. And they had to as well. You know, Portsmouth moved the ball around really, really well. But, you know, I, I think you're right in what you're saying. is, You know, Portsmouth moved the ball around. We made it hard for them. And, you know, for, for the most part, we reduced them to, you know, long-distance strikes, you know, from 20, 25 yards out. And if there was any, you know, ever any danger of them almost getting into the box or getting into a good shooting opportunity... Uh, we we were there. We ran that those extra five hard, you know, five yards harder to get to the ball and uh, you know block out any opportunities they might have done. And as you say, you know, we we had that that chance at the end where it fell to Jack Lancaster, and I think Jack Stevens had the save in, in stoppage time as well, which you know he, he made a really decent save there. And and that was it really, as you say. You know, Portsmouth would probably feel that you know, based on you know the way they moved the ball and the way that they played, they probably should have got a bit more out of it. But you know, we more matched them with with the hard work and the, the spirit that we put in. So you know, you know, nil nil was you know definitely a good result. And I think the thing is, is you know, keeping a clean sheet against a team like Portsmouth, you know, just just gives the boys a little bit more of a lift. Because you know they had been struggling and rightly been taking criticism for some of the performances they had been putting in recently. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was interesting. We spoke to Barry Cor came out to talk about the game afterwards. Uh, you'd think after uh, the uh, Cheltenham loss, uh, Mark Bonner would want to talk about a, a performance like that, but he left it to Barry Cor. This is what Barry said when we talked about uh, the intensity that the uh, team played with. 
Yeah, you said it. You know, that was the that's the minimum. That's the thing that you can you can control is the the aggression and the commitment that you put into the game. We were obviously playing the team at the top of the league with loads of quality, but the way we we applied ourselves, the energy, the the commitment we put into it was you know really pleasing. Obviously, brilliant to take a point as well out of the game and something that we'll um you know hopefully we can use as it you know that has to be a baseline for us and we can um build on that and take it into Saturday. And uh, I also I'll play this before I come back to you, Matt. I also spoke to him about this this issue of the the, the lack of quality or, uh, or on finishing the chances we got because we obviously did talk about the number of chances that we'd had. This is what he had to say about that. I think so. I think we could have, you know, it's difficult again with the, the quality of opposition. I thought they limited us to some chances and maybe some moments that we had in around the box that we didn't quite make the most of. The chance with Lanks you mentioned. thought there was a moment for Gassan at the end for a header and maybe if he jumps over the top of Sparks and maybe just tries to put everything in the back of the net there and see what happens. But, um, you know, we still had our moments. We still posed the threat throughout the game. It wasn't it wasn't just one-way traffic. So, um, you know, we're, we're really happy with that against, like I say, a really quality team and we're going to be um, take all the positives out of it and bring it on to um, Carlisle on Saturday and uh, I mean we'll, we'll come on to the Carlisle game in a second but uh, it, it was it, as you say it, it was it was that intensity it was that desire to win it was that desire to get to the ball first that really set that apart as, as a game uh, you know when you compare it back to the Cheltenham game where you know it's always the, the, the what you know. Why, why does a team lift itself? Um, you know, some people said we were just lazy on Saturday. I don't, I don't think that's it. They're not going to be lazy, but it is that there seems to be an attitude. There seems to be a mental thing about raising yourself. We've had you know we've had really good results uh, against really good teams: Newcastle, United, uh, Manchester United, and, and this season even we look at Reading and Derby, two games that you know. Well, Reading probably not so much anymore because they seem to be dying on their feet, but. Derby certainly, you know, it was it was a good result against a side that you know typically we'd have expected to lose against, and we seem to be able to pick ourselves up on that. Um, but it it was a good it was a good stepping po- it was a good stepping off point for where we wanted to be, and you know it raised the spirits after a very poor performance against Cheltenham. Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know the the issue always has been is against the. You know, I say the weaker sides, but the the teams that are of similar statue stature to us, um, we always seem to struggle away from home, and you know, don't seem to be able to pick up um, as many points as as what we probably should do at times. Uh, you know, Cheltenham being the, the prime example, as it always is, Tim. And um, you know, I, I think with with the Cheltenham game, you know, in, in fairness, Cheltenham absolutely raised their tempo. They had a new manager in, you know, and they they were just sharper, quicker, and and they just had that bit more of a desire that when they went ahead to to hold on to the game. And you know, our our biggest issue this season has been when we go behind in games, we don't have the 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 energy, the the quality as well at times. To break teams down because we don't like having the ball as much and, and we've said it before you know we're not a team that likes to dominate the ball and you know dominate possession and uh, Tuesday night for you know against a, a bigger team like Portsmouth who you know want more of the ball you know like to play their football you know and again they move the ball around really really well um, and you know it, it it suited our style of play or what we're about is you know we we dig in, we like to, you know, get into faces, high tempo, high pressing, uh, which we did earlier on in the 
season against things like Bristol Rovers and, and Oxford, and look where Oxford are right now, and you know, and and that that's the type of way that we we want to play. But when we get the ball, we we break quickly. You know, we we find those neat into into passing plays. You know, we get it out onto the wingers, allow the wingers to run at the fullbacks, and we. You know, we try as, as best as we can to try and get people into the box on the end of things. You know, it, it's still not quite working now. Uh, it's still something, you know, to be worked on. But, you know, for, for Tuesday's game, the one thing that we had to have is that, that tempo, that desire. You know, the fact that we wanted to fight for every ball and get there first. And, and, and we had to because if we hadn't done, you know, Portsmouth would have beat us 3-4-0 easily. So... You know, it was it was pleasing to see that a it was still there because, like I said before, you know, quite rightly people were starting to just ask questions and starting to criticise the, the players' performances and some of their attitudes. And um, you know, they came out uh, you know for Tuesday as a starter to to answer some of those questions. And you know, they they got a deserved point in the end and a really good performance. And that's why they got reported off the pitch at the end of the game. Yeah, and, and such a contrast. The interesting thing was we saw a, a slight change uh, in the formation uh, with uh, Diggers moving up a bit and giving a bit more freedom. This is what Barry Corr had to say about that change. We made a little bit of a change. We tweaked it. We, we played a one and a two in midfield. Uh, allowed um, maybe maybe allowed us to get after them a little bit higher up the pitch. You know, with Jack Lancaster and Paul Digby playing in a in, in an eight position, and and you're seeing it. I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen diggers like a man possessed chasing after them, getting you know jump pressing their centre halves. But you know, it was so much energy, and it, 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 it I think the, the supporters kind of thrived off it as well, and it got an atmosphere going. With us getting after them a little bit higher. Everybody put in such a shift tonight and said there has to be the minimum maybe we, we lacked a tiny little bit of quality in the final moment maybe that might have been a, a bit of putting so much into you know our out of possession work but I think that'll come and say that has to be a baseline for our, for our performances that has to be what a Cambridge United performance looks like and then and we can build on that from there and it, it was an interesting move uh, and uh, it seemed to suit uh, Digby really well uh, I mean he put you certainly can't fault his effort he was he was he was running around all over the pitch for uh, you know for as long as he was there and I, I think it really did make a difference it gave us a, just a little bit more flexibility up front yeah it, it was a strange one obviously seeing it at the, you know when we, when it first happened and everything and um you know, again, I'm not a Paul Digby in in the you know the forward position type of fan. I, you know, I still think he is better in front of the back four. You know, winning the ball and and doing the basics that um, you know that he is good at, which is just laying the ball off and you know just trying to win. You know, you know the tackles in the middle of the park and you know breaking up play and things like that. I think that's his his better style of play but you know fair you know fair play like the rod dies he does bring a you know a high tempo to um you know to the game um you know further forward and, and one of the things is this also is you know he's quite a tall lad and you know it, it helped to kind of stick the ball you know up there with just Gaffan and him you know they were able both to hold the ball up and you know win flick on and you know, have the high pressing in the, you know, in behind the the centre halves as well. So um, while you know it, it was very very good on on Tuesday, and, you know, completely sort of you know suited him down to the ground on Tuesday. You know, against the some of the other clubs, and you know, again we'll talk about yesterday's game uh, in, in the seconds. You know, that's the type of game where you probably wouldn't have him there as much because that's where you just probably need that little bit of 
you know, creative spark, you know, the the kind of X factor like Jack Lancaster or George Thomas has, you know, just to unlock, you know, the defence and uh, you know, create create that one chance that you might need in the game. But you know, you know, fair play to him. You know, he, he ran himself hard. And again, I think, you know, he's come in for a bit of criticism recently with some of his performances. And, uh, you know, he's, he's answered some questions as well. And, you know, having Jordan Cousins there, who I think has got that, you know, championship level of experience, which you keep, which you've, we've seen twice this week, um, you know, is, I think has really made a difference to the midfield. Yeah, it certainly does. And I, I think it just, for me, it just gave us that flexibility. Yeah, when we saw it coming out, it's kind of thinking, well, what's what we're trying to cover for? Who's Who, who can't play? But uh, I think, it, yeah... It, I mean, it was interesting. It, it, I think it was what it was what changed things around enough to make to make that performance up. Um, it would have been we were trying to work out whether he'd do the same again, um, and I think that, that that was certainly the plan. I'm not sure it worked quite as well uh, against Carlisle. Before we get onto the Carlisle game, though, let me let me just play. This is what Mark had to say uh, following the game. Well, Mark, the first half that didn't give us a great deal to talk about. It was followed by a second that had pretty much everything. I would imagine, importantly, you're happy, very happy with the three points this afternoon. Yeah, well, look, we needed a week like we've had this week. Needed a result like that today. Um, I thought in the first half, their best chance is probably in the first minute. Um, they execute a counter-attack well. We got countered too, too easily and too often in the first half. Um, they keep a lot of players high when we're attacking and they caught us out a few times. Um, and we didn't, Probably similar to Tuesday, a lot of our moments with possession, we, we didn't execute well enough to create a good enough chance. We, we put a couple of good crosses in the box first half, had a few moments where we got into wide space as well, but probably didn't run beyond their back four enough. The wide players miles better at that in the second half, threatened the back of them much better. Um, and in the second half, I thought we had complete control of the game, really, and, and really dominant in their half. Um, deserved the goal when it came, had moments where we might have done better before that. Um, and then the end of the game was a bit weird, really, because it was like felt like it went on forever, and we sort of forgot we were playing against nine players, and there was more space than there needed to be. And they get a corner, and you think, please don't bring Big Thomas up, which I was surprised they didn't. But um, yeah, we looked edgy towards the end, but in the end, I thought it was really controlled and fairly dominant. And other than the first minute, we weren't under huge threat, um, and we've built two good performances this week and four good points off of a very, very, very good out of possession performance in both games. Yeah, your call before the game was to, for, for the players to reach the performance levels that they did on Tuesday in a, a, a very good game with Portsmouth and a very deserved point and clean sheet. It didn't quite hit those levels in the first half. It was a bit error-strewn at times. Were you, were you disappointed with some aspects of the play? Not the effort. I thought the intensity was brilliant and out of possession. I, I thought in possession we were the same as Tuesday. It just um, we, 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 got more con- we got more aggression and more contact on them. But it's a very different game in terms of the way they played compared to Portsmouth. I thought in both games we've been loose with the ball too often in turnover situations and counter-attacks and opportunities to create chances. So we have to improve there. Um, but I think the work ethic of the team this week and the endeavour to get after them and, and set a press and be aggressive. Obviously, Portsmouth played a lot more passes in their move whereas everything's big from holy to begin with so you end up deeper to start with your attacks come from from deeper uh, we didn't use our counter-attacking moments well enough um, and second half we just tidied up a bit with the ball and had more of a threat but we still turned the ball over too often in, in situations I think physically Tuesday night was a game that meant we were 
torn between do you keep the same team because it was everything we want um, and go for it and, and see if that team can hit that level again or make changes and we obviously went for it but you know your subs are going to be important and when you watch the first half you know um, there's going to be a big impact to, to come from the ones that were um, were due to come on and, and obviously the ones that did come on made a big difference and um, George ended up getting a winning goal which was great I say once again substitutes off the bench we saw it earlier in the season and again today and it was in part about the quality of the ball into the box from Liam Bennett and you've been talking a lot about quality into the box and service for, for the front men and that was absolutely on the money. Yeah, and we want, we're trying to get more bodies there from different positions. I mean, if you if you get the crossing technique wrong, we put some really good fast low ones in the box, one right on half-time um, that nearly gets a contact. If you hang anything up, he's... He's a man mountain, so he comes and takes them. So yeah, to get that delivery and that fast bit and any pace on the deliveries. And we got quite a lot of those in the box throughout the day. Um, and I felt like um, the, the situation with the subs is really simple. We've got some really good options. We've got some players that can come on and make a difference. In most games they have, responsibility of the finishing players is to come on and make a difference. But the responsibility of everyone else is to give them a game they can impact. So if the game's dead, it's hard to make an impact sometimes or you're not quite at the level. Whereas we, we give them a game that was really there for us to go on and win for us. Um, and it's a, an excellent cross from Liam, a really good header from George, late arrival. The bit in that move that we'll get no talk about, which is the important bit, is Ryan Bennett's pass to Liam Bennett. He smooths the game out in a situation where you, if you don't bring control, that move doesn't happen. Um, so I thought that was exceptional. And um, yeah, it was a really important goal. And, and from that point, I thought we had good control of the game. I was to say, it was all about game management that last 15, 20 minutes. You couldn't quite force the second goal, but it was a flurry of red cards and Carlisle throwing bodies up top and lots of substitutions, and it was about seeing the game out, and I thought we did that well. Yeah, we did. There was bits where we managed it quite well, bits where actually, like... We have, a, we have a free kick that we hit towards the back post to Michael Morrison. He nods it down and there's no one there. We forgot to attack because it's like, oh, we're, we're nervy and we want to hold on to a result. And, and there's more space there than, than we gave it credit for. But that's the emotion of the game. Faye gets a chance, 93 minutes, 94. He could turn and go to goal. He runs to the corner. And it's just those bits where you just think, there's another goal in this for us. There's enough space there if we can get control of the game. The longer it goes on, the longer the time goes on, you get a bit edgy. They just put more and more players up front and you get deeper and then it becomes a bit of a horrible finish. So, it was, a, it was a horrible way the way get the, the way the game ended but I think over the course of it we deserve to win it so yeah we're really pleased with that back to back clean sheets as well and seven clean sheets in fact for, for the season in the league now I'd imagine you're more than happy with that yeah that's exceptional that's the best by miles we've had four's the most I think or five maybe in 15 games in a, in a season over the last four um, so we're a third of the way through 19 points is the same number of points we were on after our first season up um, and we have to follow it with the same run of form results as we did in that season we've got a bit more to do as a goal threat but when you build off a base like that defensively I think they've been um, been absolutely brilliant seven clean sheets in 15 is brilliant we must be in the top top six for defensive record so that gives us a chance and we've got to try and prove in all the attacking areas of our game to, to be a bigger threat but after a third of the year third of the season we're in a we're in a decent position we're probably I'd say three, maybe four points short of where we should be. We, 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 um, we could have got something out of Barnes if we got the penalty that was there. You never know. We maybe nicked a point at Derby, but we definitely should have been two better off against uh, Shrewsbury and we definitely should have been two better off against Port Vale. So probably two points, three points, I, I think, shy of where we should be at this point. Um, lots to improve, lots to do, but we're in a decent position after a third of the year. Uh, no Will Mannion on the bench today. What's the situation with him, Mark? He's got the lurgy that everyone's had. It's gone through the whole place, really. Um, loads of people have been ill at different times times in the last few weeks and he's got it at the moment um, I don't know what it's called these days but it's basically flu um, so yeah he, he was just ill this morning couldn't get in James Holden's injured um, so we had no option there so uh, 
when when Jack went down after 15 minutes with a dead leg, we were thinking, excellent, get ready, bros. So, uh, no, it wouldn't have been him. And after I, without a win, I'd imagine today is a mix of relief and, and also a good boost for the confidence ahead of what will be a tough one on Tuesday, Mark. It will be a tough one, yeah, but we've got to keep backing that up. It's um, We needed a win quite quickly. We've had some good results in there. We've had a couple of rubbish performances in amongst it, um, which makes everyone nervous that the next one's not coming. But but it is. We've got good players, a good side, um, real, real fight in us, and we've got to keep improving to to show that we are at uh, that level more often. We know how hard Wickham away is, but we, we also know the recipe because we went there and got a brilliant result last year. Um, so, yeah, the sooner we can get the next win, the better. But um, I think when you step back and look at it a third of the season in, we, um, we're not in a bad position, really. So, yeah, we, uh, we crack on from here and try and get better. Online, on digital and on FM. This is Cambridge 105 Radio. So, Matt, I mean... It was a, a, I think a good I think a good summation of the game. I did quite like the way he kept avoiding the uh, three consecutive games, and he kept talking about two consecutive games because he didn't want to talk about Cheltenham, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I guess I guess that's his privilege to do that. Um, it it wasn't uh, it wasn't a fantastic first half, um, but uh, it was a much better second half. But we remain goalless, and uh, we're uh, if you look at the statistics, forty seven percent clean sheets, um, and that's uh, we're we're tying at the top, I think, with uh, Barnsley and uh, Portsmouth in terms of uh, clean sheets in League One. It's not going to get us to the top end of the table, but it should keep us out the bottom end of the table um, if we can, uh, you know, if we can keep that uh, record up and then just find a little bit of scoring form. Yeah, and that that's the key thing, isn't it, Tim? Is you know finding that goal scoring form because, um, yeah, as you said, the first the first half was was a non entity, wasn't it? It was it was probably awful. It was an awful game of football first half. Let's be honest. Um, you know, two. It looked like two really poor teams again going at it, and we've we've seen a few of them, uh, you know, in recent times. Um, but I agree with Mark. Second half, for the for the most part, I thought we we were miles a better team. We we dominated, um, you know, most of the second half until the probably the, the the second red card. Really, I think you know, even the first red card, we were we were still relatively on top and then the second red card really just threw us out completely. And as he said, you know, we, we just forgot that we had all that space and, you know, we were the team in the ascendancy and, um, you know, and he picked out the, the, the right people as well in terms of, you know, just not, you know, be, being on there, you know, going out for goals like we should be doing. And that, that, that was the type of time where you do go and try and get those extra couple of goals, don't you? So, you know that there's there's lots to work on as as Mark says, but you know what I think we needed yesterday was that win. You know it was that three points, get that win. Um, you know even if you know it had been a two-one win and we haven't kept a clean sheet, I don't think that was the the most important part. Again, um, it, it was just all about getting three points yesterday, which we've done. And um, you know, it, we'll we'll get. I think we'll get there. I don't think we're going to be as bad as what we were last season. I don't think it's going to get as that bad that bad because I think we have got better quality. But you know, we we've got to do it in the right way. And as as you say, you know, one of the things that we really need to do more of is is, is scoring goals because you know keeping them out is absolutely fine. 
but you've got to put them in the back of the net to get those two extra points, haven't you? So, um, you know, it, maybe there's something got to be looked at. You know, we're still a couple of players light, uh, you know, in the attacking front as well. So, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting. But the fact we, we got the goal finally in the second half, we got the win, and, uh, you know, we can set ourselves up for, you know, a tough game Tuesday night at Wickham where... We said it last season, Tim. We don't do very well there. No, we, we don't. <laughs> and we actually won. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll have a repeat again like we did last season. Yeah, but it was interesting because that was, I think that was Fajiri's, that was where Fajiri uh, injured himself in mm. that game, a 3-2 win. And it, that was, I mean, that is only the only high spot. I think prior to that, the last the last win we got was in 2016 and the one before that was in 2005. Uh, we could have one draw uh, in that, again, 2018. But uh, it, it's not a good record. We've played them, uh, what, 20, 26 times. It's six, no, it's, no, it's a little bit less than that. They've, they've beaten us 16 times we've beaten them six times and we've had two draws so it's certainly not been uh, a, a great record so we go there Tuesday night and we uh, we kind of wait and see what happens and then of course after that we're on to uh, the FA Cup first round proper um, and it's Bracknell Town of course a team that we will absolutely annihilate until you look at Geisley where it was uh, well the less said about Geisley the better and of course Curzon Ashton who we had to go to a replay and penalties uh, to put out. Um, very definitely a banana skin in the making there. Absolutely. I mean, we, we all know what's going to happen, don't we? It's, it's going to be nil-nil. You know, they'll get one chance in the 94th minute that they'll, that they'll probably put wide and we'll go to a replay and, you know, it'll be in the lap of the godsend. But uh, I, I think, you know, again, you know, we've we've got a bit more quality than what we did have last season against Curzon and, you know, um, and, you know, throughout last season as well. And I think even if, if Mark wanted to make a couple of changes and bring a couple of people in, obviously I, I hope he doesn't make, you know, loads and loads of changes, but, you know, a few here and there, and we should have enough quality to beat Bracknell. But, you know, as you say, you, you've got to take your chances. We're at home, you know, we're going to have a lot of the ball, which is what we, we really don't like. And that, and that's going to be the issue. You know, we've got to use the ball right. And, you know, I think we need to have a bit of patience. You know, everybody will expect us, you know, to put three or four past Bracknell. And it's not going to be like that at all. You know, we're, we're going to have to have a bit of patience next Saturday. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to move the ball fast. And, you know, we're going to have to be quick to close them down. And, when that one chance comes, we've got to take it because I think if we, you know, we score early, I think you know the floodgates will open and we'll we should go on and win comfortably. But yes, yeah, as you say, Tim, it's got banana skin, and if we, if we hadn't won yesterday, I think we'd all be a lot, lot more worried than what we are right now about next Saturday. That's for sure. Yeah, at least, at least it's not quite as far to travel uh, for me if uh, if we go out uh, having gone all the way to Geisley, all the way to Curzon Ashton. At least if we get knocked out, it'll only be a trip down to the Abbey. Matt, thanks very much uh, for joining us at short notice. We'll uh, catch you again uh, in the future. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. So there we go. Uh, thanks very much to uh, Matt for coming in there. Um, 
one thing that we should just talk about briefly is uh, the uh, under-18s, the FA Youth Club starts also on Tuesday, unfortunately, which is a real shame um, that they managed to make it uh, clash with uh, a first-team fixture. Um, it's AFC Wimbledon away. Um, it's going to be a, a, a difficult game, but of course the FA, the FA Cup, the Youth FA Cup is a, a good competition over the last couple of years for us, all the way to the quarter-finals where I think over two and a half thousand people went to uh, watch uh, them lose to an Arsenal side that uh, at, at certain stages we certainly looked we certainly looked better than um, Glenn McConnell had a, a really good game and, and others did as well um, so uh, that will be interesting I spoke to Mark after the game and this is what he had to say about the competition yeah, I mean, if they can replicate that, they'll do well. That was amazing last year. That experience of playing in the stadium was was class. And for those that will play again, it will serve them in um, serve, stand them in good stead. Um, I'm pleased that they're not not at home, to be honest, because they've played so many home games. I think the FA Youth Cup's about going and playing in stadiums that you're not used to being in and things like that. And Wimbledon's a nice one. They're always good, tough team. They get a lot of players through their academy, so be a good game for them it's all changed a little bit with Jimmy not there so Jack Cassidy will take it all the other staff will step up but um, haven't seen the lads the last few days it looks like they're really looking forward to the game so yeah it'll be good it's a shame it's on the same day as one of our games so we don't get to see it and cover it so much but hopefully it's the start of a run that we can uh, get involved in in the next round and I think that stadium thing is really important I remember going to the Emirates and watching that game with a, a large a large contingent of uh, United fans uh, what an experience for them yeah I mean we must have took a, a crowd that was like our usual home crowd not so long ago so it was an amazing experience for them but having taken a lot of teams in that and played in some brilliant stadiums whether it was in our own level I remember playing at Northampton or at Crawley or we played Charlton but it was non-league ground um, we went to the Amex and played against Brighton their experiences are stay with the lads forever so hopefully they're nights that can uh, get the most out of it bit of a change this year no extra time straight to penalties which is interesting because I've seen a lot of games go to extra time over the years but hopefully um, yeah, hopefully the lads are ready for it looking forward to it we'll wish them well on Monday and uh, hopefully they can go and get a result like we can absolutely I mean it, it was such it was such a, a pleasure to watch the uh, youth team play uh, last season in the FA Cup and I think a lot of people I mean obviously by the end um, we got two and a half thousand at the Emirates but uh, prior to that there was a, a good showing of people coming down to some of the earlier rounds as well so it was good for them to see what was going on down there it was interesting that some people got a little bit carried away and claimed we should be swapping the entire uh, first team squad with the under 18s uh, but unfortunately there's a world of difference between junior football and senior football but I like I like their ambition and, and and again you look at you look at some of the players who've come through that um, who are now really uh, pushing on for a regular first team spot um, then it's certainly no bad thing but uh, hopefully they will uh, they will do well on Tuesday it's just a pity as I say it clashes with the uh, Wickham game um, and then on to the women so uh, they were in FA Cup action FA Cup is all over the place uh, they won them so it was the uh, first qualifier the last qualifying round I think it's the third one um, they had a, a draw against uh, Sudbury who they'd already beat uh, sorry they'd already drawn against in the league um, it was a 4-2 win and actually it was a, a really really good game of football uh, a great advertisement and pe- people patronise the women's game by saying a great, a great advert for women's football actually a great advert for football in general, a really, a really hard-fought game uh, from two teams that there wasn't much to separate them. I spoke to Darren after the game. This is what he had to say. 
Uh, Darren, as a fan, we often come to watch football because we have to. We're part of the uh, part of the team. But every so often in the season, you get a game that you actually really enjoy being at. This was a great advert for football in general. Brilliant, wasn't it? And um, yeah, look, <laughs> there's plenty of things that we can pick out that we want to work on. But I thought it was a really exciting game, and I thought we were good value for our win. And you know, it's nice with some young mascots down today that we can hopefully inspire to want to go on and, and better themselves in the game. Um, yeah, I thought it was a brilliant game to watch, brilliant atmosphere, and really enjoyed it. And a very typical uh, FA Cup game. It was fairly even for uh, certainly for the first half, and, and in some of the parts, of the early parts of the second half, and, and really up until the final goal when in it could have been anybody's game. Yeah, definitely. And, and I felt that at three two, we we were talking on the bench about how we gave ourselves a little more control of the game. I asked Zoe to just drop and give us a little bit of something on the ball so she, we, the game was like a basketball game at the time, you know, understandably because both teams are trying to go for the win and it just lacked a bit of control from either team really so I just felt if we could stop the ball bypassing Zoe and going over her one way and the other, get her on the ball a little bit I felt that we might have a little bit more control so yeah I was pleased with that end to the game and really exciting for, for people to come and watch for sure. You scored first after about 20 minutes, having squandered uh, probably a few really good chances which must have been uh, frustrating and then at the end of the half uh, gave away a goal probably not the position you'd have preferred to be in at half time even though you weren't down yeah I said to the players at half time it's really important that we don't allow the, the, sta- the state of the game being won all at half time to cloud the fact that we actually we, we had a really good process in the first half you know I think we had 17 shots to their five we'd hit the post twice you know nobody would have argued if we'd have been ahead by two or three there so although the, although the game was 1-1 at the time at half time for me it was just a case of keep doing the right things we spoke about exactly what we need to do and continue to do yeah and I, I was pleased we, we had a bit of lack of control at moments of the second half but yeah overall I felt as soon as we could get ourselves back in you know in control of the game and, and on the ball a bit more that we, we would dominate so yeah really and a number of key moments in the second half obviously coming out and Koski getting a goal what, two or three minutes into that second half is just the perfect start yeah when you speak about a fast start to the players uh, you know I stood there in the technical area and, and uh, said to Ben that's the start we asked for wasn't it really good we, we started on the front foot when you consider we didn't have the centre they had it so you know they had control of the game for the start of the second half I thought the way we got the ball back and we got into their half and we, we controlled the, the tempo really from the early stages is what we've spoken about half time too many times in the past we've allowed other teams to decide what the game looks like and then we try to react to that I wanted it to be the other way around whereas actually they had to react to us so that start was really important to us and I, and I felt like once we'd got that it was just a case of could we go on and win the game comfortably it got a little bit tighter but um, yeah entertaining for people but we, I felt it was good value and it was interesting as well because about an hour into the uh, into the game they came back to uh, two all and it was almost immediately you came back and put the but uh, you know put yourselves ahead in that game and I think that was a key moment because no, no heads went down you carried on with the game you'd got a plan and you just continue to execute on it yeah it's very fair it's exactly right I think sometimes we've, we've had it happen the other way around um, especially last season where we would be you know in a game it'd be tight it'd be close we'd score a goal and then within literally five minutes we'd concede I think teams are quite vulnerable after you've scored you have to keep composure and I felt like if we could get back on top quickly then there'd be a moment um, the fact that we got a corner so quickly for me felt like you know I, I really genuinely felt like this could be it we could be back ahead again so quickly and momentum wise you know if a team's just got back to two and you can get yourself ahead again so quickly it just drains the momentum that they might have had otherwise so didn't allow them to settle into the game at all um, yeah, and it was a good moment for us and it could have been a difficult last few minutes but uh, Bella Simmons put it out of reach really at 4-2 it, it, it always looked like then that was going to be the result yeah and it was funny really because um, there was a little break in play probably about three or four minutes before that um, and she was really struggling with cramp and I said how much longer have you got and she said I don't know and I said just give us everything you've got until you collapse and then you know she goes and uh, accelerates away like she did and a great finish yeah and I think that's what's what's really uh, pleasing about the group is that they just give you absolutely everything they've got until they literally cannot run anymore they all fight hard for each other and 
you know, in tough moments like that and in tougher games like that, it gets back to two all. You, you think that we've got that resilience in us now, which, you know, you've watched enough of these games from us in the last couple of years and it was other teams that had that resilience on us and now we've got a little bit of that in us. And as I said to them at the end of the game, it keeps the run going, which is important. Into the second round of the Cup, financially a uh, very useful result as well. It's Cup action again next week, plate action against Keensham. A home game, which is good for you because it's an awful long travel, six and a half hour round trip, I'm reckoning on that one. I guess that's going to count in your favour. Yeah, I was buzzing when I saw it was a home draw. <laughs> I saw who we pulled out and then I saw it was a home draw. I was extremely happy. Um, yeah, tough, tough uh, away day for them in terms of travel, isn't it? But again, you know, we just go again this week. We prepare properly. We do all things right. We make sure we've got our information right about how they'll play and what they do. And if the girls can keep sticking to the plan and delivering like they have today, then it should be another exciting day. Yeah, and I, and I have just I just suddenly thought I better just check on that game because because that pouring that pouring rain that happened a while ago it is on grass uh, at St Neots. It's a two o'clock kickoff in just under twenty minutes. Um, so bear with me while I just uh, I just check to see what's going on there because I oh that would be so awful if they've come all the way down because it's literally six hundred and fifty mile round trip from Bristol that, that they'll have done this morning. They won't have been able to do it in advance because I don't suppose they've got the funds to do things like that. So that could be a real disaster for them but uh, as far as I'm aware it's on let me just uh, make sure on the Twitter feed uh, they're still talking about it being on so uh, yeah it looks like it looks like it's fine um, just hope that rain keeps off but uh, there we go hopefully it will be and hopefully it'll be a win in the league plate and they'll move forward in that competition let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Histon first of all Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking about uh, all things history. So yeah, uh, three games in charge now for uh, Chris Nunn and as you'll hear in the interview uh, it's improved every game which a a manager couldn't ask for any more than that could they? Um, That must be what they aim to do is come in and uh, pick up from a 5-0 loss against Daventry and to be fair to Chris I think it was uh, I think he he came in on the Friday uh, before the Saturday I think he got some new players in literally at kind of like 11 o'clock on the Saturday Um, so hadn't had a a training uh, session with the team at that stage um, so they played out uh, a game very similar to the to the last few games where they were taken apart by a team that probably a, a good team but probably shouldn't have uh, done that to them uh, it was on to March Town who we talked about last week uh, they were top of the league uh, to be fair to Histon they'll probably be disappointed about it they came back from uh, a 2-0 a two, up at 2-0 uh, to actually lo- to draw the game 2-all but uh, creditable points against uh, a very good team uh, so this week it was on to uh, a brilliantly named team, Leicester Nirvana, which is uh, such a good one, bottom of the league. So they've gone from top to league to the bottom of the league um, and uh, they managed to uh, get a 1-0 win and uh, those are the important games, the six-pointers that come any stage during the season. Um they are what they are and you'd hope that uh, you can make the most of it and they certainly did. This is what uh, Chris had to say uh, after that Histon game. 
Chris, it's uh, third game in charge, and if if you've got to do anything, you've got to keep improving. You started off, I think you'd had about ten minutes before you uh, before the start of that game. You started off with a, a heavy defeat, but then it was uh, top of the table March, where although you were ahead, uh, you ended up with a, a, what was a creditable draw. Uh, and this week it might have been interesting because on paper you're playing a team that should be easy to beat, bottom of the table, uh, and you did indeed uh, win a, a clean sheet as well. You must be uh, quite pleased with the way things are, are starting off. Yeah, absolutely delighted. I mean, the support we received yesterday um, was fantastic. You know, the crowd got really behind the boys. And, um, you know, the clean sheet is always something as a manager. You know, so funny enough, I said before the game, I, I'm, I'm happier winning 1-0 than I am 4-3. Uh, it might not be the same sort of spectacle uh, for the fans, but, uh, you know, winning 1-0, it's always great. And, and the boys really responded well yesterday. So, no, absolutely delighted. And you said, uh, you, you know, you, you'd brought in a couple of players, you wanted people to settle in and, and start to look at the way that you want to do things. Uh, and obviously that's now starting to uh, filter through the uh, the whole squad. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we had four changes we were forced into making from the team that drew with Welling, um, um, March last week. So we had to address that. But the lads that came in, you know, they worked really hard, which is our starting point. You know, the work rate is what we need. If we're going to be successful, that has to be there. Uh, I've said all along, I can handle losing. That's going to happen. If we lose to the better team, sometimes you have to put your hands up. But we never want to be outworked. You know, I never want to have a team that I put out there that gets the opponents work harder than us. And if we have a team that works harder, we will definitely win more games than we lose. So it's full credit to the lads here. So they kept going to the end and we got what we deserved. And uh, just taking you back to uh, a game a while ago, Rob Ruddy uh, and his uh, uh, injury. Um, we've seen the pictures uh, from hospital of before and after the operation. How's he going along at the moment? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it, health is wealth. You know, that's what I would say. And, you know, we had a conversation um, and, you know, he's, he's got to get himself sorted. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it was a bad injury, wasn't it? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Bless him. You know, it's a bad injury and, you know, there was a lot of fractures there. And, uh, you know, I did point out to him that, you know, football has to be put on the back burner for now. You've got to get your health sorted. Um, and that he, he may be able to play again, but he certainly won't be able to play for a few weeks, that's for sure. But he needs to look after himself. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll see him back at the, at the ground, even if it's just to watch. You know, um, because he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Guy. And it, it's a busy week as well because it's the uh, County Cup starts. You've drawn Ely City at home on, uh, what's that, Tuesday evening uh, before you then go to, uh, yeah, sorry, then before rugby come to play in the league. Uh, in terms of the rest of the squad and injuries, how are they faring at the moment? Uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Sutton um, and um, Miles, um, they both picked up injuries against March. I'm hopeful they'll be back for next Saturday. Um, Mash, he uh, he was suspended, and also uh, Jim Burnside was suspended for the sending off. So, you know, that Jim won't be available next week. But we've got three lads coming back, so um, you know that's going to make us stronger. We ha- we actually play Ely away on the seventh. Um, oh, sorry, yes, you do. <laughs> Not reading it properly there. No, that's the okay. case. So we've got Ely away on the seventh, but we've got uh, Lutterworth next week away from home. So. You know, so we've got we've got some um, games. Obviously, you know, we're third from bottom. We're going to be playing a lot of the teams above us. You know, yesterday was an exception to the rule, really. But you know, we've got some real games against teams that we want to be trying to catch. You know, and you know, Saturday against Lutterworth. You know, we're six points behind them. We, you know, we've got them in our sights. But if we go there and lose, it's going to make it harder. So we've got to go there and get a result on Saturday. And 
and um, focus on that. But I'm hopeful of having two or three lads back for sure. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. I can read a fixture list. I just chose to read it completely out of order for some reason there. <laughs> but, there but there you go. Um, just just coming on to the, the, the County Cup, it, it's always an interesting one because on one hand, I mean, you'll want to uh, give potentially give others a, a chance to get some uh, match time on the pitch. But but also you're looking at, uh, you know, it, it's a good one. There's a, there's a, there's a final which, which normally happens at uh, uh, Cambridge United's ground. It, it's a good one to be able to progress in. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, it's uh, you, you know you're always going to have a reasonably local game, which is one thing. Um, and it's a competition that, you know, I think um, going back over 20 years when I was at Newmarket, you know, we got to the final. I remember, funnily enough, losing to Histon <laughs> at the Abbey. So, so it's a competition we want to do well in. And, uh, you know, winning is a habit. So if we can get... You know, going unbeaten is something I want to try and keep us doing for as long as we can. So, you know, we've got lots of we'll be thinking about. And then with Ely, it will be a question of, you know, I'm certainly not going to be thinking, let's make loads of changes. Um, you know, we're not going to win the league. That's clear. Um, you know, so for me, it's a big competition for us to have something to go for. But Ely away is not going to be easy, is it? Let's be honest. So, um, yeah. you know, it's going to be a really tough game. So, you know, we want to have tough games and we want to be coming out on top of them. So, I certainly won't be looking to... There'll be no taking the foot off the gas. You know, we're trying to create an environment, a winning mentality and a winning environment. And the way of doing that is by going for every game, you know, as though we won it. And um, that will certainly be the case when we play Ely as well. And I guess, realistically, you know, the, the, the chance to sort of be up there where the original intentions were being sort of uh, in the playoff spots for this year uh, have kind of disappeared. Have you set yourself a target in where you want to finish in the league this year? Or is that just, you, you just want to be as high as you can? Yeah, I mean, how I look at it is before the game yesterday, I said to the lads, you know, I want us to be winning team of the month. You know, I want us to be, you know, focusing on sort of like the next three to four weeks and see where the journey takes us. You know, the, first and foremost, we've got to create the right environment. And I believe we're starting to do that. And now what we've got to do is continually keep improving. Uh, like I said, the league, you've got to be realistic. You know, it's... You know, we're 21 points outside the playoffs, so we've got to win every single game we've got left, and they can still afford to lose seven games. You know, so so we've got to be realistic in our achievements, but at the same time, create the environment and enjoy ourselves. If we do that, then I'll be happy because I know that we'll win win more than we lose, and that, that's the sort of focus we've got to have. We want to be trying to climb in the table um, and just look at the you know the next two teams that are above us. Can we ever take them next week? And like I said, try and get ourselves away from the away from the drop and uh, in a safe position, and then try and finish the season off as well as we can. Yeah, I mean, it's going well for him at the moment. Uh, obviously, uh, one good test in terms of March at the top, then uh, Leicester Nevada did what they needed to do to get the results. Um, and then Lutterworth, oh, sorry about the confusion in that. So it's Lutterworth, they haven't got a midweek game, it's Lutterworth next weekend, and then it's Ely the following week, and Rugby the Saturday uh, after that. So I hope I didn't confuse anyone too much, certainly confuse myself. Um, but uh, yeah, they, 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 need to, they need to get these games uh, down at the bottom, they need to get the results out of it and they need to perform well against uh, teams higher up and they've managed both of those so it looks like uh, a corner is being turned there I think it's like uh, um, you know too early to say exactly how that's going to go but it's certainly looking good so far we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll just quickly talk about uh, Cambridge City Across the city and South Cambridgeshire On FM, digital and your mobile Cambridge 105 Radio 
From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So apologies to uh, City fans. I haven't managed to get hold of Robbie uh, again. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have a chat with him. I think it's something I've said to him, but there you go. Um, he was out of the shops, unfortunately. I caught him I caught him out of the shop, so he couldn't answer the phone. Um, I could try him now, but to be honest, we've got so little time left that it's probably not worth it because we wouldn't be able to do more than uh, say hello. Um, we can talk about the women's football, uh, although I'm sure Paul Burling, uh, the uh, temporary manager there, probably won't thank me for this because they lost 10-2 uh, to Peterborough in the uh, last qualifying round of the FA Cup which means obviously they're out uh, Peterborough in the same league as them uh, It's a par- sorry, the same level of league as them the parallel one there in the Midlands, we're in the South East uh, so, and they're flying high at the moment so a, a good side, it would always have been a difficult one I spoke to Paul after the game because there was a little bit more uh, than meets the eye uh, to this particular one, this is what he had to say so Paul, it was uh, Peterborough United in uh, one of the qualifying rounds of the FA Cup. It was always going to be a difficult game. They're doing uh, really well in the Midlands division, uh, same level as you. I was watching the scores were coming in on Twitter from the uh, Peterborough feed and it was 5-1 at half-time, 10-2 at the end and it was just like, I don't get how you can go from the draw against United to, uh, to, to that performance. But apparently events conspired against you very much. Yes, unfortunately, um, Ipswich, who have kindly loaned us Nina for the season, decided that they uh, didn't want a cup tied due to an injury from one of their players, um, which is understandable and within their rights, but we didn't find this out or we didn't understand that that was going to be the case, shall we say, until sort of 40, 50 minutes, from, an hour from kickoff. Left us obviously shorthanded. Uh, we had to call in the under-23s goalkeeper who was at home, but home is Norwich. So it was a bad day that got worse. And injuries and suspensions as well uh, added to the woes. Yeah, we had. I mean, we had a young squad anyway out. Um, but as you say, the Cambridge United performance was decent enough, so we we went there in hope more than expectation. But I think we started seven, sixteen, or seventeen-year-olds, three more on the bench, and uh, we had a suspension that that uh, obviously had uh, occurred from the week before. So it was always going to be a tough day. Peterborough exploited our weaknesses and you know did a very professional job. We weren't at the levels we were at previously weeks and the combination of those two factors really killed us so unfortunate but they, that's what happens sometimes in football and I guess it's difficult obviously if, if you're fielding a weak inside anyway lose your regular goalkeeper who's who's had some who's made some fantastic saves that I've seen it, it's going to put you on the back foot against a team that as you say uh, came out and, uh, and made the most of the opportunities they got to uh, to score goals yeah obviously people were, were aware that um, we'd had a late change in, the, in goal and, and they tested the keeper from the first moment and and, you know, they had a game plan, they stuck to it. We were in the game for, for a period of time. We got back to 3-1 and, and played some good football, knocked the ball around well. But, uh, you know, combination of the factors we've just said, a team bereft of confidence against a team that were full of confidence and on the front foot, yeah, it, it just wasn't to be, unfortunately, this year. And unfortunately, that puts you out uh, uh, before the uh, first round proper, which is a pity. There was, uh, you know, there's uh, quite a considerable amount of prize money for this level on offer uh, for uh, even early games. It would have uh, done you the world of good. Yeah, it was, it was a, a financially important game for the club, but we'll move on from that. The couple of years now that uh, the finances have been improved by the FA for the women's game, we've gone out at this stage each time and, and sort of not done ourselves any favours. We would have loved to have a good cup run like we did a couple of years ago and bring a little bit of money into the club, but also just bring a bit of, of relief away from the pressures of the league for the girls. 
that's gone now so we, we concentrate on the league we move forward we've got some important games coming up although a bit few and far between in November and um, we go again yeah, so talking about that, no game this weekend, so uh, you get a rest. Will you Will you train? Will you uh, have a, a practice game? What will you do? We're training tonight. We had a, we had a, um, a high-intensity friendly on Tuesday against Independent Schools FA, which is always a good marquee game for us and them. So we won't do anything this weekend. We'll give the ladies a weekend off. We'll train hard tonight and then go again next week uh, in preparation for Worthing um, on the 5th. So yeah, uh, just to recap the men's, that, that it was a Coleshill Town uh, away they were playing. Um, it was a bit unfortunate. They were leading until 82nd minute. Uh, then there was a penalty and uh, then another goal after that. So it became a uh, 2-1 loss. Um, there against Shepshire Dynamo, 10th in the league uh, next week. So uh, we'll need to uh, be starting to put together some performances to uh, get some points under the table. Uh, that's all we've got time for uh, this week. So thanks to everyone who uh, joined us live uh, or uh, recorded um I ought to say, I never say this actually, apparently, well not apparently, I know this, you can listen again to the show, so uh, if you go to the website and uh, you've missed it and you really want to go and see it again, or perhaps you just want to collect it uh, for future posterity, then you can uh, you can listen to that again, um, if you want, just go to the website and have a look at Listen Again in there, it should be up by uh, tomorrow. Um, Stay around on the uh, uh, on Cambridge 105 Radio. We've got Strummers and Dreamers with Les Ray up next, followed by Pete uh, Pete Butchers uh, with the uh, Jazz today, four o'clock till five o'clock. Then it's Polish Waves, as I say, our old neighbours uh, when we used to do the uh, Late Show, um, five o'clock till six o'clock, and then on into the evening programme with the Cambridge Film Show at six o'clock, the Groove Hour at seven o'clock, Scar and Beer at eight, Queer Cambridge at nine, Stagger at ten, and then we round out the evening with opus 105 at 11 till midnight that's all we've got time for this week so thanks for joining us we shall see you again next week Cambridge 105 Radio. every liter that comes out of your hose is high quality drinking water taken from the same sources that supply cambridge's chalk streams Protect them by switching to a watering can. In need of legal advice you can trust, Woodfine Solicitors offers a range of expert and award-winning legal services, whatever your problem. It's not all happy ever after for couples. Every family goes through difficult times, but Woodfine Solicitors can help you face those challenges, deal with personal crises, and get you back on track. We're upfront and transparent about our costs. Find out more at woodfines.co.uk and arrange a no-obligation chat. Wood finds cutting through the red tape. This is Cambridge 105 Radio and on the latest flavour. In this episode, B. Wilson talks about writing her first cookbook and how her career as a food writer began. As part of National Coffee Week, we've advice on making the best of your coffee at home, and there's a new Sri Lankan restaurant and takeaway that's opened. We check that out. Plus weekly seafood pop-ups in two local pubs and ideas for fish pie. And all your local food and drink news and jobs too. Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk.